Hey, everybody, and welcome to the NFL Roadshow Fantasy Friday edition with Michael Fabiano, here to help you set your lineups for Week 13. We've got some names for you of guys who have particularly good matchups this week and also this week's low-end guys that might pay off for you as either a desperation play or a low-cost DFS option. First, the buy situation, though. There are four teams that are off this week. The Packers, the Panthers, the Browns, and the Titans. That's a lot of fantasy options off the board. Also, a couple of offenses that typically push the scoring up and create better game situations for fantasy, even for their opponents. And I think that that's going to have an effect on the slate this week. Just two games expected to cross the 50-point threshold. That's the Tampa-Atlanta game and the LA Chargers-Cincinnati game. So I assume that those two games are going to be pretty popular for stacking in daily. A lot of Bucks offense with Cordell Patterson on the other side, probably. And pretty much everybody in the Chargers-Bengals game looks appealing. From a fantasy standpoint, got to love that matchup for Mixon in particular, considering the Chargers allow the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, and he's been on fire. Running back, a tough position this week, even more than it's been, and that's saying a lot, right? Christian McCaffrey now out for the year with an ankle injury. We've got Dalvin Cook out for a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. DeAndre Swift is out Um, at the tight end position. Darren Waller, another notable injury from week 12. Debo Samuel. Wide receiver two on the season. Antonio Brown going to remain out for a while. Did you hear this story about the fake vaccination card that he presented the league with? Well, it turns out that he has now been suspended by the league for three games because of that. So if you've been holding on to him, waiting for him to come back, it looks like you're going to have to wait until week 16, which is the fantasy semifinals. Little bit of good news. It does look like we're likely to get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back this week. That's huge. And they've got a great matchup against the Bears. I should point out that I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, so you may or may not know already for sure by the time you're listening to this what their status is um, and the status of a few names I'm about to say. It looks like Jalen Hurts will be good to go against the Jets. Miles Sanders says that he's expecting to play also. Not sure about Daniel Jones for the Giants, though Tom Pelissero has been reporting all week that he is not going to play. He has been out there at practice, though, in a limited capacity with a neck injury. If he doesn't go, it's going to be Mike Glennon, probably without Kadarius Toney, who has not been practicing this week. And I don't really love what any of that means for us in fantasy. Oftentimes when you switch quarterbacks, as I'm sure you guys know, a new favorite target emerges. The problem here, I have no idea who that would be for Mike Glennon in this offense. I have no idea if Glennon will capably get any of these wide receivers the ball. I don't know if this means an uptick for Barkley, who hasn't been looking that great. I don't really like anything about that team from a fantasy standpoint this week. Melvin Gordon 50-50 to play on Sunday, according to Vic Fangio, which would limit an already shallow running back pool even further, but would boost Javante Williams' value in a way that would be very interesting, freeing him up from that 50-50 workload that the Broncos have been sticking with. So that is one to keep an eye on for two different reasons. And then if you need people to fill in, Hopefully a name or two in the ensuing conversation with my SiriusXM fantasy sports radio partner, Michael Fabiano from the Fantasy Dirt Show weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern will be helpful. Let's get started. It's time now to break the huddle. Oh yeah, let's go! Two on two on two. Ready? Gonna run through our favorite matchup plays of week 13. 
starting with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Who do you like the best this week? By the way, we don't fight. We there's no fighting here. We we just bicker. We we uh, what's the word yeah. for? I, I don't know. We 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 argue ferociously. It's not fighting. For argue ferociously, how is that? Yeah. That's like worse than fighting. It's not fighting. I painted a vi- I painted a picture of like flying plates. But fighting uh, w- w- would suggest that we have some sort of disdain for one another. That's not true, right? <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay. That's true. You know who I don't have disdain for this week? Jalen Hurts, who is playing the Jets. Stink, 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 uh, and he is going to absolutely have a massive stat line. And Hurts has not been good lately, and, and you know this because you have him in Dirt Dynasty. 6.9 fantasy points last week. He's failed to score more than 18.6 in four of his last five after scoring over 20 in his first seven games. But, I mean, the Jets are a, a good elixir for what ails him, so uh, Jalen Hurts should be in your lineup. Kirk Cousins, same kind of thing. He has scored fewer than 18 points in three of his last six. So he's kind of like been really good or kind of meh, right, this season, uh, at least lately. But, you know, you got the Motor City Kitties this week. Uh, Cousins has had 20-plus points against them in three of his last four games, uh, and five times he has scored over 20 points in eight career meetings against Detroit. So I like Cousins. And, you know, Carson Wentz, I I didn't like him last week. He had a really good game from a fantasy perspective. He had a a few turnovers, uh, so maybe in reality not as good. But, you know, he went out and and gave you 20-plus against the Buccaneers. Now he's got the Texans. Uh, They've given up 19-plus fantasy points to five different quarterbacks this season. Do you think that Houston will keep it competitive enough that Carson will throw the ball? That's that's the one enough? concern that if Jonathan Taylor is just destroying that defense and Wentz doesn't have to throw the football very much, yeah, that that mm-hmm. that is a concern for me. But and I, I'm not suggesting that Wentz is going to be like a top ten play where you know you're going to be able to start him across the board. He's more of a I've got a quarterback on a bye. And or if I've got Russell Wilson, who is suddenly really bad, you know, in the stat sheets, then maybe I'm going with a Carson Wentz or, of course, in the two QB league, you're going to start him. I think so. I'm looking at guys, you know, from a daily fantasy standpoint and Mm -hmm. guys that are in the upper echelon whose matchups I like. And I think that this might be a Tom Brady week for me. Tom Brady against Atlanta. Against Atlanta. No question. Yeah. 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 I, I really like that matchup. Obviously, that's a guy you're going to start every single week in season long. But just in mm-hmm. terms of the actual upside that is there in that matchup, he scored 29 points against them when he played them in week two. And I could see them really taking Atlanta to the woodshed. What about the running yep. backs here? I, I like, like Elijah. Can I start us off? I'm, I like Elijah yeah. Mitchell a lot mm-hmm. this week um, against Seattle, too. which has just been a disaster in Every which way, offense, yep. defense, all of it. I have no answers. I don't know that there's an end in sight, but um, but talking about the defense now and the ways that Elijah can attack it, um, mm-hmm. they have been awful against running backs. One of the worst in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed. Twelve and total touchdowns allowed and the second most points per game. Yep. The fact that he has five catches in two of the last three games, and now you're taking Debo out of the mix. Mm-hmm. Those targets are going to be distributed, and I would imagine that a handful of those are going to head Elijah Mitchell's way. So I really like him this week. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Alexander Madison is is a is a must start at this point, right? I mean, he's uh, yes, a hundred percent. He's priced Detroit, so high. Yeah, I mean, I and been, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. But he's at seventy six hundred dollars on DraftKings. He's one of the most expensive running backs on the slate. 
he had 26 points uh, earlier this season in the game against the Lions where Cook was hurt, and he had a 60% touch share. So, I mean, you're going to start him all day long. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he's back in our good graces, right? He had a very good game against Seattle. Uh, the, the, the touch share percentage is going up. Uh, J.D. McKissick is hurt, and the Raiders are awful. They've given up 13 total touchdowns and the third most points per game uh, to opposing running backs. And then, you know, I like Jamal Williams, too. I, I do. Like, Jamal's a guy that I had a lot of shares in uh, in the beginning of the season, and either through trades or whatever, I don't have as many now. But mm-hmm. the Vikings' defense has allowed the six most points per game to running backs in the last four weeks. And, yep. you know, Dan Campbell's already come out and said that Jamal Williams is ready for a heavy workload, right? The lion's share of the carries. He looked, he, he looked like it last week. Right. So 15 rush attempts for 65 yards, five targets, five catches, 18 yards. I wasn't yep. expecting that from him last week at all. He looked yep. great. And, and also remember. So if you want to get down, like. So Alexander Madison being slotted in at $7,600. If you're looking to take advantage of somebody who's going to be slotted in, like, mm-hmm. you know, in this backup type role that's taking over the starting position, Jamal is interesting at $5,400 because of the matchup, because of the yep. workload, all of that. I actually really like him for DFS this week. Yeah. And, and it's a different scenario because, you know, he had played for the Packers in the past, but when Aaron Jones had gotten hurt, much better offense, Aaron Rodgers under center, of course, that helps uh, alleviate pressure. But he can be a featured back, and I, I could see him getting you, you know, 14, 15 points maybe, uh, maybe even more if the Lions can actually stay in the game. You said Antonio Gibson. What about J.D. McKissick? Does the same ring true well, for hurt. him? Is it one? Oh, M- McKissick yes, got yes. hurt, right? So uh, Jared Patterson would, would likely be the number two this week, uh, assuming McKissick can't go. I had a scary injury on Monday night and had to be carted off the field. So, Do you get confused between J.K. Dobbins and J.D. McKissick? Do you have to ever stop yourself and go, am I about to say the right name? No, because Dobbins okay. is, That's just me. been on my radar in a while, yeah. But I get it. But J.D., J.K., on the- there's I- D's in there. I get it. Yeah, they, they, they play somewhat close maybe, to one maybe another. Maybe it's just me. Baltimore That's fine. And doesn't have to be you. Doesn't have That's to be fine. You. Yeah, we're not arguing. <laughs> What about a uh, wide receiver? Since we're talking about that Washington uh, Las Vegas game, Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. I think is at the top of the list of guys from yeah. a matchup standpoint this week. And then also just period his usage, right? It's so you've got Washington allowing nearly 40 points per game to wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't have a bunch of wide receivers that they spread the ball around to, right? Like Renfro is right. their primary guy. And he's had nine targets in three of the last four games. You take Waller out of the mix. Um, I think that that number has to go up. My guess is, too, you take Waller out of the mix, and they're in a lot more trouble offensively. And so I think Waller becomes just that safety blanket that I could see Derek Carr looking for all night long as much as possible. I really Mm -hmm. like him in this one. Yeah, more importantly, Washington's given up uh, the fifth most points per game to slot receivers. And that's where... I think getting a little bit deeper into the stats makes a lot of sense because if you're giving up a lot of points to receivers overall, okay, well, you know, what's the percentage of the breakdown in terms of, you know, where these guys are, where are they lined up? Are they giving up more points to receivers who are lined out wide, more in the slot? Washington's giving it up to both. Uh, and, and slot receivers uh, obviously are having success against them. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 
no, no Debo breaks my heart because I've got Debo. I need Debo. I'm not having Debo this week. But Seattle's defense has given up the fourth most points per game to the position. Uh, this is a this is a good spot for for Brandon Ayuk. It's also a good spot for Michael Pittman. Although <laughs> Ty against the Texans, right? I mean, like watch Ty go off again. Like he owns the Texans, much like I own the Miz. Like I'm his daddy. T.Y. Hilton is the Texans' daddy. By the way, Miz has not returned my phone call um, after our little challenge from last week. I got to try to text him about that. What? You tell people that you're his daddy? Well, no. We had a little wager from last week. I know. Yeah. Okay. I am I am his daddy. Uh, Did he, he not want to follow through on that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's been busy. You know, he's he's like a big superstar. He's got like... You know, uh, you know, his show, Ms. and Mrs. He's got Raw. He's doing all this kind of stuff. Looks like they're putting in a program with Edge, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, we'll get back Better. to football here. But, but Michael Pittman well, Jr. is what? F- following up on the T.Y. Hilton thing, because yeah. we brought this up earlier in the season, right? Yeah. When they played mm-hmm. Houston, it was his first game back, Owns wasn't them. it? Owns but, them. Yeah, so it was his first game back. He had 80 yards against them on four catches. Um, I'll take that, 12 that's points like, and that's on, Hilton. That was his second best game of the year so far, and uh, it's way under what he traditionally has done against Houston, which says a yeah, lot, right? Exactly. Four catches for 80 yards to further your point. Let me, I'm just let, let me go through. Here. Let me go through okay. here, my friends. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The numbers are just unbelievable. Okay. So uh, he has, he scored, he scored 12 against them earlier uh, this season. He played in two games against them last year. He scored 36 points. Uh, two games the year before, he averaged 12. Two games the year before, he averaged 22. Two games the year before, he averaged 19. Two games the year before, he averaged 17. I mean, he owns this team. So, and T.Y. is floating out on the waiver wire. And if you can grab him in DFS and just have a little fun with that because he's probably very cheap, uh, I would uh, I would certainly not, uh, not be uh, opposed to, to doing that because – you know, certain guys like I remember this happens. I remember like I think it was Willis McGahey like owned the Jets like he always crushed that. There are certain players when they go up against a certain team, you know, they start frothing at the mouth. They're like, I just destroy this team every time I play them. And T.Y. Uh, is certainly uh, that when he plays against the Houston Texans. So but I, I like Pittman and then Jalen Waddle. You know, Jalen Waddle's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver now. He's top 10. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Look, look at his numbers. I mean, right now, Jalen Waddell. Now, this is this is total points. Uh, he's 10th. He is 10th in the league right now. Now, if you do it on a per-game basis, um, he drops down to 20th because he's played a full complement so far. He's played, uh, you know, he, he's got 12 games under the belt. But, uh, so yeah, that, that's, averaging that's, 15. These last two games have really pulled good. that average up, though, 28 and 20. He's crushing it. But yeah. four Devontae straight Parker games in double digits. Is, is getting back to practice. I don't know if he's going to be back, you know, this week, but and Devontae could be closer to coming mm-hmm. back with Jalen. Giddy up. I mean, even against the Giants, their defense has been playing, uh, you know, a little bit better of late, but they've oh, allowed 12 touchdowns imagine, and they've allowed the ninth most points per game to receivers overall. Just imagine what they could do if they were um, a good offense. By the way, to that same surprising, shocking Dolphins stat, Gaskin. Mm-hmm has, what, 90 fantasy points since week seven? He's a top 12 running back in that time. And what? he finally broke that uh, that weird streak, right, where he's only good oh. in the odd-numbered weeks. Yeah, so. Oh, um, yeah. All right, Very good. strange because you know, I like so, to look at that crazy stuff. But right now, 
He is the uh, remember earlier in the year we were like, you know, Gaskins a, a dud. I'm going to put him on the waiver wire. He's the RB 14 right now. Now that that actually says more about the fact that the RB position has not been as good as we kind of hoped it would be. But yeah, he is the 14th best running back right now based on points because again the Dolphins have played a full complement of games. Uh, so he is not nearly as effective if you're looking at him in a PPR uh, in terms of a points per game uh, range. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Let's let's talk low end plays and quarterbacks that we like mm-hmm. this week. I got to tell you, I kind of struggled to find low end quarterbacks Me that too. I did like because there were a lot of guys where I'm like, OK, looking at the matchups. And so Miami gives up a lot of points to mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Um, but then obviously what's going on with the Giants this week? Yeah. And, and is you, it going to be Daniel Jones? And if Mike it, Glennon, that would be a shock. Right, exactly. And then um, Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay. Well, who's he even throwing to? The offense is such a disaster that I don't even know if I can count on that. And then you've got Big Ben against Baltimore and no thank you. And then you've got Goff against Minnesota and I can't go there. And even Bridgewater against Kansas City. Like, it's just, it's not a lot of really good stuff. Maybe, maybe Tyrod Taylor who's priced yep. at $5,300. He's going up against Indianapolis, who has not been good in terms of the rankings against quarterbacks this year. And he has 16 and 19 points in his last two outings. But then you go and you look at what Indianapolis has done. I don't know why that I, I just said like every single syllable there, what they've actually yeah. done in the last few games. And they held Tom Brady to 12 and they held Josh Allen to 18. And before that it was yep. Trevor Lawrence with nine and, I don't know how much I love that either. Yeah, I said it earlier in the show. The quarterback position has not been all that great over the last four weeks or so. And the Colts, I mean, they've given up over 20 points to five quarterbacks this year. Actually, four quarterbacks. Tannehill did it uh, against them twice. And remember that game they gave up 25 to Josh Johnson, who was the third-string quarterback of the Jets? But then they they gave up, you know, 11 and changed to Brady. So... Right. It's, it's hard to predict. You know, it's like predicting the future is hard roads. Um, uh, it, we've come to find that out based on the line of work that we've chosen. But it, it, you wanted low end and Tyrod's low end. Yeah. And I put Derek yep. Carr and I don't even really think Derek Carr is low end. But Derek Carr is not a guy that you're starting every single week, but he's got a good matchup against Washington. I I also just don't I don't love the offense with Waller hurt. You know, I don't I didn't love it before. And then Waller gets hurt. And I just. I don't know if I can trust him to take advantage. And he's a great quarterback. I'm not, this is not about him. It's just, I don't know if, I don't know. Washington's allowing what? 23 points per game, but will he get there? I, I don't know if I trust that. So mm-hmm. pretty much we're like not being helpful at all. The quarterback position and saying, um, 
here's some names if you need somebody to grab off the waiver wire because you're screwed in season long, but in daily, you might want to pay up this week. Well, what about the guy, backs? right. I, I mean, there just isn't that guy this week that you can pick up and, and put into your lineup and have a whole lot of confidence at running back. So I've got Devonta Freeman against the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers just gave it up to Joe Mixon. Not that Freeman is nearly as good as Mixon uh, at this stage of their respective careers, but uh, he will get touches and the Steelers defense is vulnerable. Matt Breida against the Patriots. I mean, this is where we're at, Matt freaking Breida. But yeah. three games in a row, he hadn't been bad, right? I mean, at least from a fantasy perspective. And Zach Moss was a healthy scratch last week, and I don't know if that's going to be the case again this week, but Matt Breida, right? Uh, I've got Boston Scott on this list because Miles Sanders, I think he probably will go. But last week, Sanders was active, and Boston Scott was a better of the two backs. But trying to predict what Nick Sirianni is going to do is – I mean, forget I it. It's impossible. But it's the Jets. But, and they stink. But you, so, yeah, you want someone in this matchup potentially, and maybe yep. see that's what makes me think that like Boston might be the way to go here, just because yeah, he did Cheaper. get the fifteen carries and a touchdown and three targets, and but he's forty six hundred dollars, so yep. maybe it's and easier then, to get up where you want to go. And then Ty Johnson, uh, you know, against the Eagles in that same game. The problem is, I, I mean. I'm not a you know I'm not a Jets fan. I like to make fun of Jason Smith uh, and Bender uh, and Dan Hanzus uh, all the time, you know, because of you know their 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 Jets fandom. Mm-hmm. I, I want Joe Flacco to be the quarterback of the Jets because I love Elijah Moore. Me I think too. He's gonna be, Me too. I, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, want I get. Zach, I don't want Zach from, Wilson from a real center. world football standpoint. You have to go no. with Zach Wilson. Okay, I'm just gonna lift yes. the fantasy meat out of it. But right, from a right. fantasy standpoint, there's no doubt they would be a better offense right now. If Flacco. Joe Flacco was the quarterback, it just yep. it doesn't matter if they're a good offense right now in terms of yep. what they're trying to accomplish long term. But Ty um, Johnson the, is is got yeah. a really good matchup. So uh, and again, we are going low end. This is low end. Folks. Yeah, totally. Uh, wide receiver. I actually have a low end wide receiver that I like, and that is Josh Reynolds against Minnesota at thirty four hundred. Hey, he's on my list, too. That's right. The Vikings are very vulnerable to wide receivers. So Reynolds is uh, giving is up. An, I, Tons I liked him points. last week. I liked him last week uh, on the Thanksgiving Day game, and he had a touchdown. So one in the win column for Fabs. 16 points. He was only targeted five times um, for 70 yards, but maybe more targets come as he's mm-hmm. there a little bit longer and worked into that offense. Uh, but obviously he has a rapport with Jared Goff. And yep. again, Minnesota, they give up like 30 points a game to wide receivers. And who else amongst Detroit is going to eat into that total? I've got a very, very, very low. Well, actually, weirdly, he's priced higher. So never mind. But this feels like a very big roll of the dice. And that's Deshaun Jackson, who was finally targeted mm-hmm. four times last week. Yep. Um, had that big 56-yarder. Can't count on that. But I think that Oakland has to keep this going. They have to keep incorporating him into the offense to that degree. And if they do, then it's more likely that one of them hits like that for a touchdown. Washington's giving up almost 40 points per game to wide receivers. It's very boom bust. He was limited today, so you have to keep an eye on that. But at 21.7, that's his dot. That's insane. And partially yeah. it's because that's all he does, right? But that's you, what the um, offense needs him to do. So you, you please. You forgot to mention cross, I, the biggest part of this, though, Rhodes. What? It's a revenge game. Revenge. That's that's true. <laughs> it's one of the teams that he played for. One of the many. Yes, exactly. I mean, no, at I, this point, like, they're all revenge games for him, it feels like. Yeah. But 
I like that. that. Uh, that Russell is... Gage against the Buccaneers also is a, is a nice low-end play. Uh, he's been targeted 15 times in the last two weeks. He had 18 points last week, and I get it. I mean, taking a shot on a, on a Falcons wide receiver is, is risky, but that's why this is low-end plays. T.Y. owns the Texans. We talked about it earlier in the show. If you missed the stats, uh, check it out on the SXM app. You can re- listen to Lindsay and I. Uh, argue and complain and fuss over uh, many different things, including uh, T.Y. Hilton, who has really had the Texans number. And then I've got DeAndre Carter in here as well. He's 4,400, by the way. So And, and Carter's get, I mean, he's not getting like a, a boatload of targets in the offense, but he's been getting some opportunities there for Washington. All right, tight ends. I've got I, – I have um, – the guys with the best matchups are not really great options – at tight end. We kind of talked mm-hmm. about that with the quarterback position too, but there are some, if you want to get like really low at tight end, there are some fairly good options. This one's not gross. Foster Moreau against Washington. Yep. I like uh, that one. You know, if, if Waller's out, then he's a bargain at $2,700. I mean, yeah, bargain, just play. smash yeah. him in. So yeah. if you can get the, the way that they like to use the tight end, if you can, and, and he's, he's like one of the best backup tight ends in the league already. They already use him. So mm. I, I very much like him at $2,700. I like far less Ryan Griffin at $2,600. Yeah, I know. Great but, matchup, but yeah, but I have to say it because, you know, if you want to get different, maybe be contrarian, I don't know. And you just want something for really, really inexpensive. The, the Eagles have allowed 10 touchdowns to tight ends this year, 71 yards per game to tight ends on average. And yep. when he played Indy, which is also not good against tight ends, he had seven targets and a touchdown and 12.8 points. So if he did yeah. that against the Eagles, then he would, there would be a return on his, um, on the investment there. Brevin Jordan also $2,500 for Houston. I know I have to say he plays for Houston because everyone's like, who's Brevin Jordan, but they've got Indianapolis this week. He was, um, scored one of Houston's two touchdowns last week, just three targets, 23 yards, but it's a good matchup against Indy. They're allowing double digits to tight ends. So, I mean, you know, that one's a little bit gross. What about CJ Uzama? You you just read my mind. CJ Uzama. The Chargers have yeah. not been good against tight ends, and Uzama's kind of due. I mean, he hadn't done anything for a while. So, yeah, he's another guy who's uh, a very inexpensive play with a good matchup. When he played Baltimore, also not good against tight ends. He had two touchdowns and 24 points. Yeah. And the Chargers have allowed 10 touchdowns to tight ends this year. So mm, um, we didn't talk about the matchup plays for tight end that we liked earlier Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight two people. Fryermuth is obvious. You're playing him in season long. Obviously, he's been blowing up. But Baltimore, this is a smash spot, right? So he was a uh, participant in practice on Wednesday. You have to keep an eye on that concussion. But clearly, that's tracking in the right direction. He has mm-hmm. scored in double digits in five of his last six games. And he's priced at $4,200. Baltimore's allowing an average of 70 yards per game to tight ends. And then Logan Thomas who was targeted six times last week in his return. Las Vegas is one of the worst teams against tight ends. They're averaging double digits allowed. So I really like that matchup for Logan Thomas also. Yep. Uh, I like that as well. Dallas Goddard. uh, We talked about him earlier in the program stinker last week, but the Eagles were all stinkers. Let's put it that way. Uh, They will bounce back against the jets. He will bounce back. And then Dawson Knox. This isn't even about the matchup roads, right? Because the matchup's not great against new England, but I mean, no, it's not. He's playing a full complement of snaps. He's had uh, 14 uh, or more points in two straight games. 
In those two games, he's had 13 targets. And more importantly, he is on Josh Allen's fantasy football team. <laughs> which we found out right Which here we find out, fantasy exactly. Dirt. So, I mean, you know, like, the matchup wasn't good for him last week either on paper. And he had a bananas game. The Saints hadn't been There's... giving it up to tight end. So, I mean, you know, sometimes you look past the matchup and you look at what the guy's doing in the stat sheets. And uh, Dawson Knox has been pretty damn good since he's come back from the injury. All right. Hopefully some of that was helpful. Uh, if it is, let me know. I'm on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. Also, if it's not helpful, <laughs> I guess, you know, come yell at me. Maybe don't do that. Just let me know if it is helpful. I'm sensitive like that. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And a special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. As always, a thank you to my guest today. That was Michael Fabiano, who's awesome as usual. And I will be back on Monday to take a look back at week 13. We'll see if we were right about any of this. Have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy the games. Serious XM Podcasts.